All right. So um, the second horseman is contempt. How did you find how did you find the current discussion on judgments? Was it a bit eye-opening? Were there confessions being made? All right. I know these things are sensitive. The second one is contempt. Contempt is a word we don't use that often. Contempt is basically the feeling that a person or a thing is worthless or beneath consideration. So Pam stared at the girl with total contempt. Do you know that thing where you feel like your spouse is looking down at you? You know what I'm talking about? Like they're acting like they're superior, right? Some of the synonyms are words like scorn, disdain, disrespect, deprecation, okay? Denigration, all those words, scornfulness. It also speaks of disregard for something that should be considered. So some of the lawyers here, you're familiar with the term that was in contempt of court. It's where someone disregards what the judge has actually said. Sometimes, for example, in parliament, we see a lot of contempt, don't we? When the speaker is saying certain things and people just disregard what the speaker of the house has said. All right? It's, it's a type of rudeness, a type of looking down upon someone. And it's that mindset that says, I'm okay, you're not okay. You see, when a marriage is based on, I'm okay, and you're also okay. And then I speak from that mindset. The conversation is healthy. But if I speak from a mindset of, I am better than you. I've got no issues. You're the one who's the problem here. And I talk down at you like that. That's contempt. You see, in marriage, the way God designed it, we need to feel like we are equal partners. Does that make sense? Okay? Equal heirs of God's promise. The moment you treat your spouse like they're a child, and I know with some of you, maybe that maybe it's to do with age gap. I don't know. I don't know what the age gap is. <laughs> yeah. But guys, and the other way around also, hey? An inferiority complex is not good. Because sometimes we enable contempt by how we relate to our spouses. So guys, your wife ain't your mama. That's also important. And ladies, your husband isn't one of the kids. So there are times when, no, seriously, some wives don't switch. You know what I'm talking about? They'll be their kids giving instructions, giving instructions, giving instructions. And then the husband pitches it up and in the same tone, they also speak to him. How many of you men in this room like being lumped together with the kids? All right. <laughs> Christian, you know your wife treats the, your daughters well, hey? So you just want to be included. <laughs> All right. So... Um, there's a guy called Mark Merrill, and he's got an awesome website, markmerrill.com, and he actually talks about signs of contempt in marriage. Number one, interrupting them. Number two, correcting them. You know, sometimes we've got this thing where we correct them. I was speaking to a couple the other day, and I, say, I gave feedback to the guy, and I just said, I observed how you were speaking to your wife, and I observed like you were sounding like you headmaster, and then they packed out laughing because they knew that I had hit the nail on the head, okay? But you have it sometimes where some people who are firstborns 
are used to instructing the young brothers, instructing people, and then the wife is just, you know, part of that, right? It's one thing to try and avoid using the word should. Just don't should on people. Okay? It's easy for me to say, no, my love, I think you should do this. I, I think you should, and I think you should. It's easy, depending on your personality type, right? How different would the communication be if I actually posed questions? If I said, Prish, um, have you thought of this option? And she still feels like she can make whatever decision she wants to make. Can you see it's different? Now, if you've been doing that in your marriage, shooting on each other, Right? If you've been doing that in your marriage, it's probably a case where you're used to it now. It's kind of like what you do and what you've always done. And you probably may be upset with me saying, Paul, now you're creating problems for me. Right? But let's talk to each other like we are equals. Does that make sense? All right? Correcting them. Criticizing them. We've already spoken about that. Okay? And by the way, when I talk about criticizing, I'm talking about when, it, when you make it personal. All right? Finishing their sentences. That's what mind readers do. It's like, I know what you're going to say. I figured you out and you just finished their sentence. Making fun of them. It's one thing to playfully tease your spouse. It's another thing to mock them. And we've seen it. We've hosted couples, groups, and things like that. And you'll see someone and you can see the wounding that's been there. Remember one time one lady would keep saying, yeah, and then this and this and this, like some people, and then yeah, and then some people are this. Humor should always be used to build up, not to tear down. And some people who've got a good sense of humor, when they've been wounded in their marriages, they start becoming sarcastic. And their humor is now full of contempt. So watch out for that, okay? Um, communicating nonverbal negatives. It's what you do with your body language. Contempt is seen in the rolling of the eyes. Okay? Yes, Christelle is acting it out very well. Do it again, Christelle. <laughs> and I could see she was acting. I could see she doesn't do that to her husband. Never. All right? Um, another thing is redoing what they've done. You know like how like when you're growing up, if you had a mom who was very neat and tidy and you felt impressed with yourself because your, your bed was 80% neat, but then it's just redone anyway, okay? Now watch out for that. Watch out for that because sometimes we should actually give our spouse feedback and say, hey, I find it useful when I make these hospital corners this way. And I really appreciate it when um, the, the, the clips for the duvet are not up by the pillow but are down by the end of the bed. Okay? The only reason I know that is because I was at boarding school and I was a squack at boarding school. We used to call them squacks. And I was a squack for the head, uh, the head of our house. And I was making his bed one day and I put his duvet the other way around where the things that, what are they called? The pins, the clips. They were up here by his pillow. And he said, how come you're putting them up on the, by the pillow? How would you feel if I did that to you? And I was thinking to myself, and this thing has stuck in me. So ever since I was 13, I just had this thing that you can never do a duvet. Now, my wife never does it that way. But sometimes I'll see my kids will do it that way. And I'll like, no, guys, you don't do it that way. How do you feel if I? <laughs> no, just... <laughs> so just be careful. Redoing what they've done. And ladies, ladies, especially when it comes to things to do with the kids. 
It happens when, if your husband is doing something for the kids that he doesn't usually do, don't belittle him. Don't roll your eyes. Don't be like, oh, I wish I'd just done it myself. <laughs> just because that's contempt. That is contempt. And please remember, these, these things I'm mentioning are not nice to haves. These are the four, these are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Research-based. When there's contempt in a marriage, this is what happens. So what are the things we should stop doing in order to make sure our marriages are not full of contempt? Stop criticizing your spouse to others. Stop making your spouse the punchline of your jokes. Stop sharing the details of your love life. Just be careful. There's some things. One of the things about making love to your spouse is that it's actually private. Unless maybe you're in a counseling situation. I know many, of, you know many times when I counsel couples and so on, they go in depth. It's like the data that I get, it's stuff I can't even read, some of it, you know. When they fill out those questionnaires, I was saying to my wife the one day, like, oh, I don't know. Hey! I said to my wife the one day, like, some of the stuff I'm reading here, I can't even share with you. Before. I, I don't want to put thoughts into your mind before you go to sleep, you know. Um, but yes, there's a context to share certain things, but remember... It's a private matter. Gentlemen, it's not the type of stuff you go talking about with your friends. Okay? Stop treating your spouse like a child. Stop checking out people who aren't your spouse. You know those men where they, their, wife, their lie, eyes are always... Yeah, then Pastor Paul... Yeah, then I was just thinking... Uh, yeah. yeah, my wife and I are going through issues. Yeah, because... Well, I can see why you're going through issues. You haven't made a covenant with your eyes. Okay? Um, so stop checking out people who aren't your spouse. Number six, stop constantly correcting and contradicting your spouse. You, do, have you ever met couples like that? Where if the husband says, let's go left, they're saying, no, it must be right. They're competing with their spouse continuously. And they always have to have the last word. There are times you can talk about things afterwards and just say, honey, the way you spoke to so-and-so. But you see them in public settings. Well, actually, I think they always have to have the last word. And then when you go deeper, you see that that person actually struggles with control, domination, and manipulation. It's an issue they have. And they actually need to be delivered from it. Okay? And then number seven, stop flaunting your body to others. They're things that only your spouse should see. Right? The things that are only for your spouse. So ask yourself, what's your, um, what are your boundaries in terms of that? All right. I love, I love this uh, definition. Contempt is a mix of the primary emotions of disgust and anger. So you're angry with the person, but you feel disgusted by them. Right? The word originated from the Latin word contemptus, meaning scorn. Okay, I also love what Robert C. Solomon says about it. He places contempt on the same continuum as resentment and anger. And he argues that the differences between the three is that resentment is directed towards a higher status individual. Like I resent those politicians. So it's where you feel powerless and they have their power. Right? Um, anger is directed toward an equal status individual. And contempt is directed toward a lower status individual. The thing I want to highlight there is when we talk about contempt, it's that looking down on another person. 
okay? There are times when I will say something to my wife and I will correct her on something and then she will say, and I can see how she's feeling by her response because she'll then say to me, but it's not like you are perfect. Then I'll be like, but I'm not saying I'm perfect. But the reason she says it's not like you are perfect is because the way she felt I was speaking to her, I was talking to her like I've got no issues and she's the problem. Does that make sense? If I had rephrased what I was saying to her, like we are equal here, right? She wouldn't have felt that contempt. I'm using myself as an example, right? So my question to you is, what are some behaviors in your marriage that signify contempt? Describe your behavior and your spouses in the space below. And then repent of anything that surfaces. What I'm going to do because of time, I'm going to ask you to just jot down your behavior and just repent before God and then apologize to your spouse about it. Does that make sense? Let's see if we can do that quickly.